Hi guys, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's going to podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. Again, you can find the podcast on YouTube. Subscribe there. You can also find it uh, wherever you can get your podcasts. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and also on Facebook. You can DM me there if you have more topics or uh, anything you'd like to discuss. So we're thankful that you guys have found the podcast once again. Okay, so this is a, uh, a special podcast today. We actually have a request. Um, so this is a requested podcast. And uh, what this person wanted me to talk about, and specifically in these in these words, they said they want me to talk about Christ-centered dating and how to, dis- how to d- discern, can't talk today, how to discern a God-favorite relationship from the single perspective, Okay. So that's a that's a really good request. That's a great request. And it's something that really needs to be taught. So what we're going to do, we're going to entitle this one advice, direction and encouragement for single Christians. Advice, direction and encouragement for single Christians. Right. This is such a great topic. And again, this is not coming just as a disclaimer. This is not coming from a state of knowing everything. This is not coming from a state of um you know, of, you know, trying to think I know it all. It's, it's, I've got this from, uh, from scripture. I've gotten my information from, from godly parents. I've gotten my information from other godly couples and from other godly resources. So this is kind of a mix of everything together. Okay. So this is not just kind of my opinion on things. I tried to pull from all these resources. So this is such a great request. I'm super happy we get to talk about this. And uh, I'm really excited and I hope this this can able to help myself, but also you as well. All right. So let's kind of introduce it this way. Uh, dating today can be difficult at times, whether you're just, you know, you're just in the world just dating or uh, whether you're a, a Christian, whether you're a single man, whether you're a single woman, maybe you're a, a, a single mother, maybe you're a single father. Dating can be even harder in those senses. So the question becomes, so how can we learn to kind of navigate these waters and kind of get some get some direction of where to go? Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to look at a couple things here that I found from Scripture and, again, from all these other resources. So this is just not coming from me, right? This is, again, coming from Scripture. This is coming from godly parents that I have. This is coming from godly couples, and this is also coming from godly resources, so I, I'm trying to pull from these. So this is not just coming from me. So I hope this can help you. All right. So number one, uh, the first thing that we talk about when we talk about advice, direction and encouragement, when it talks about dating, number one, the thing that you got to understand, especially as a single Christian, you have to have you, you have to know your intent on why you're dating. That's point number one. You have to know your intent of why you're actually dating. So dating in our society and even in the church, dating has become somewhat of a of a plaything that we use and we use other people to fulfill our needs in the moment. So when there is no intent, when you talk about dating, it's literally a free for all. And that's that's really what it's become. If you think about it, dating has become a free for all and it's, it's becoming so free that even our children are getting into it, which is crazy. You know, here's, you know, I was in, this was a couple months ago. I was in Meineke. I was getting my car fixed 
and I'm sitting there in the waiting room and a family walks in and they they brought some lunch waiting for their car to get done. And as they're sitting there, the, the young boy couldn't be no more older than maybe fifth or sixth grade. He asks his dad, he goes, when's the car going to get done? Because I got to hurry up because I told my girlfriend I was going to meet her at her house. Remember you said you were going to drop me off. I was like, this dude is fifth, sixth grade talking about, you know, meeting up with his girlfriend. That's that's how dating has become so free that even our little kids are getting into it. Right. And so before we move forward, I want to mention this point and I can only speak for men here. Okay, so I can only speak for the guys. But when we talk about dating, remember, talk about dating with intent. Dating is great. Right. But if you are a male. Right. And if you don't have if you don't have a job, if you don't have your own car, if you don't have your own place, if you don't have your own income, you don't need to be focusing on dating right now. If you're a male kid, just focus on being a kid. You're only a kid once. Right. Don't be focusing on dating. All this stuff, it'll come. It'll come. But you're only a kid once. So focus on that. So if you're a male and even if you're older, right, if you're older and you don't have a job. If you don't have a car, if you don't have your own place, if you don't have some income, you don't need to be focusing on other women. You need to be focusing on what you need to do to get right. You need to be focusing on providing. Remember, we looked at Genesis chapter two in the last couple podcasts, right, with with Adam and the thing that God gave Adam in verse 15. He gave him the Garden of Eden, but he gave it to him to dress it and to keep it. So Adam had a job to do. So, again. That's just kind of a side note, but I just want to make sure our guys, look, you have to make, and this is a part of knowing your intent. If you're not ready to provide for your own self, you cannot be ready to provide for someone else. It's going to be harder. Okay, so let's get back on track here. I just want to, to mention that. Okay, so we have to have intent on why we're dating. So look at look at Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, and look at verses 29 and 30. <clears throat> Again, if you're new to the podcast, we open up our Bibles here and we try to let the Bible speak. And so this this can help you with your personal study because you always have something to reference back to. OK, so Acts chapter 10 and look at verse 29 and 30. The text says, therefore, I came unto you without gain, saying, and as soon as I was sent for, I asked, therefore, what intent do you have for me? And Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. Here's a principle that we can get from Acts chapter 10. Peter is telling this to Cornelius, and he's trying to understand this vision. And notice what he tells Cornelius. What intent did you ask for me? Why am I here? You know, that's the same question as a single Christian, that you need to ask yourself, number one, but then you also ask the other person, but you have to be honest with yourself. So when you're getting into a dating situation, no matter if you're single man, woman, widowed man, widowed woman, single mother, single father, no matter what situation you find yourself in, it takes some honesty to do this, but you have to ask yourself this question, whether you're single or whether you're actually in something right now. You have to be honest and answer this. Why am I with this person? This it's kind of it's very simple, but it's you have to understand intent. 
and you have to get to the root of your intent for other people. So number one, why am I with this person? Here's a couple reasons of why we're with people just to be with them. Remember, we're talking about dating has become a free for all. So we're with people, number one, just because we're lonely. That's not a good reason. Number two, we're with people because, well, I'm trying to get over someone else. That's not a good reason. Three, well, I just want, I just want to have fun. You know, I just want to go out there and have fun with people. That's not really a good reason either. Number four, well, I'm a single mother. I'm a single father. So my kids, my kids need a mother. My kids need a father. I understand your reasoning. That's not, that's not bad in of itself, but you don't want just a warm body in the house. You don't want just a man. You don't want just a woman. You want that person to be faithful. So you can have a mother. You can have a father. You know, you can have a mother and a father that you want. But at the same time, you can have a husband or a wife. But at the same time, you got to make sure that they're the right person. Then four. One, two, three, four, five. Actually five. So you could say, well, I'm just I'm just tired of being alone. That's not, that's not really a good reason to date either. Or number six. Well, because I just I just miss having company around me. That's not the best reason either. So do you see how you can get yourself caught in some situations because you've explained this reason to yourself, but you don't even know the intent of why you're in what you're in. You have to have some intent. And so you got to be honest. And that's what dating should be. Dating should be taken with intent, not as a free for all fun thing that we've made it. So. Now, as we talk about this, you have to know your intentions. If not, if you don't have intention when you talk about dating, you'll always end up hurting somebody else 100% because you really don't know what you want. You're going to, you're always going to end up hurting somebody else 100% of the time. It might take a while, but you'll always end up hurting somebody else. And so then, too, not only do you have to know your intent with this person, but two, you have to make your intentions clear with the other person after you know your intentions for that person. So dating should always lead to marriage, right? Dating, dating is something that leads to marriage. So if you're a single man or woman, you should be saying, well, I'm looking for a faithful husband or faithful wife. Right. If you're a single mother or single father, I'm looking for someone who could be a faithful husband or wife to me, but also to my children. If intentions are not made clear from the jump, you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're dating all these people or you're with one person for a long period of time, but you have no direction. So you're just with the person. So you just it's just like a lull in the relationship. So 100% what's going to happen is you you are always going to stunt the other person's growth when there's no direction. You're always going to stunt the other person's growth. And so no wonder so many relationships get stale because there's, there was no direction set. Well, we're just together for the wrong reasons. We're together because I'm lonely. Well, we're together because I like to have this guy around. Well, we're together just for fun. Well, we're together. You have to know why. Why are we doing this? Right. So there has to be some intent on what you're doing. But then also, as we talk about intent, we have to understand what marriage is. 
right? You, we can go to Ephesians chapter five. We can go to Genesis. We can go to all these things about marriage. But marriage is an institution of serving. It always is and it always has been. So while you're dating this person, make it a point that you don't make it just about you, but make it a point that you're trying to serve them. So you have two people that come into a relationship that's willing to serve each other. It's an equal exchange there. But again, we have to know our intent. So the principle that we can get from Acts chapter 10 is Peter knew that he was supposed to go to Cornelius's house, but Peter asked Cornelius himself, he said, what intent do you have? What intent is it? And then Cornelius went on and explained why I need you here. I need to obey the gospel. So now you have that relationship working perfectly. So not only do you have to know intent while you're dating, but then number two, you have to ask yourself the right questions. You have to ask yourself the right questions. So notice, not just yourself, but you have to ask them the right questions too. Well, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Many times what we do in dating, we focus on the temporary questions rather than focusing on the big picture questions. The one of the best pieces of advice um, a friend of mine gave me, uh, he said it was an older man. And he said, the best thing that you can do is you need to be able to look at the bigger picture and stop looking at the small picture. You have to look at things bigger than what you see now. And so sometimes in dating, because because the feeling that we feel uh, immediately we don't look at the big picture of things and how it affects other things. So then we ask these temporary questions. Now let's make this clear. Temporary questions, these are valid questions, right? But these are not the most important ones. So it doesn't mean that these questions that I'm about to ask do not have value, that you shouldn't care about them. But I'm, I'm telling you that these are temporary because they shouldn't be the most important question especially for a Christian to ask as they're dating. Remember, we always need to look at big picture. So here's a couple temporary questions. So you meet a guy, you meet a girl, then these are some of the most common temporary questions. Well, does my best friend like him or her? How many times have you seen that personally where someone starts dating somebody and then they have to go through the ringer with that person's best friend in order to be accepted? I get it. But is that the most important thing that we need to be talking about right now? Does your best friend accept me? Does your best does my best friend accept you? It's valid, but is that the most important thing we need to be talking about right now? Two, another temporary question. Well, it's is it always fun with this person? Do I always have fun when I'm around them? Does it matter? Absolutely it matters. But is that the most important question that we need to ask right now? Is that a big picture question? Then number three, <laughs> I've heard this too. Do we look good together? <laughs> like, do we look like, do we look good together? That's really not important, but that's not, that's not an important question that you need to be asking yourself right now. So here's some big picture questions we need to be asking ourselves. Now, keep in mind, what do we understand from the beginning? We understood that we have to know our intent of why I'm doing this. Why am I in this? Why am I pursuing this? Why do I want to be a part of this? So if you know your intent, you're going to start asking the right questions. 
So here's here's some questions, big picture, that a Christian needs to ask. Number one, is he or she faithful to God on their own? Is he or she faithful to God on their own? Now, let's make some clarification here. A lot of times when you go to Proverbs 31, a lot of times when you go to Psalm 37, right, talking about the just man falls seven times and gets back up, or 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 no, the, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord in Psalm 37, then Proverbs 31, all those good things that this Proverbs 31 woman's doing. So many times we equate faithfulness with perfection. We have to make things clear. We have to be, uh, what's the right word? We have to stay in the realm of reality here. Faithfulness in a person does not mean perfection. Isn't it ironic when we talk about dating that everybody that's imperfect always wants somebody that is perfect? It's kind of not, it's not fair. So what happens is if you're always sitting here and you're waiting for a literal perfect person, you're going to be waiting on a ghost because that person does not exist. Now, one thing we also can't do is we can't just knock someone off because they didn't do this one thing right or they didn't do that one thing right. Well, what if they said that about you? Well, Jordan didn't do this one thing right. Well, he's out. Well, Jordan didn't do that one thing right. Oh, well, he's out. We have to we have to make sure that you can have standards, but you can also understand that there's things for people to work on too because you're working on things. So we have we have to we have to keep the the scales fair. So didn't we need help? Didn't at one point didn't someone else need to teach us? Didn't at one point we might have been doing things in the church we weren't supposed to be doing? So someone taught us. Someone was patient with us. Someone guided us. So we have to be fair with other people too. So we ha- I have to make that clarification when we talk about faithfulness. Is he or she faithful to God on their own? Are they coming to worship? Are they are they living the right type of lives? Are they striving to be what God wants them to be? Are they moldable? Are they letting the Lord mold them in their lives? So that's a that's a big picture question that you got to ask. Here's another one. Number two, will he or she make a good father and a good wife? Look at this. Look at Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22 and look at verse number six. Proverbs chapter 22, uh, verse number six. So again, you ask yourself the question, is this person faithful to God? Right. Psalm 37, Proverbs 31 with the intent of keeping it fair. But then number two, will he or she make a good father or a good wife? Here's another big picture question that you need to ask yourself. Do I want this person that I'm interested in that I'm talking to? Do I want this person to influence my future children that aren't even here yet? Because remember, what is what is the parent's responsibility? Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So guess what a, a, what a parent's job is to do with a child? To train them. But to train them to do what? Train them to follow God's commands. John 14, 15. So do I want this person that I'm interested in or talking to, do I want them influencing my children? Do I want them influencing my future kids that aren't here? 
you see now you got to look bigger picture then number three if you're a, if you're a young lady that's single whatever situation that you're in here's a question that you need to ask yourself how does he lead does he lead himself well does he lead at the congregation is he able to take um to take criticism is he able to to learn under faithful men is he still learning does he ask for help does he do these things is he is he faithful on his own these are things you need to be asking yourself if you're a lady then if you're if you're a young man here's a question that we need to ask ourselves does she follow well does she listen and does she learn to her own parents does she listen and learn to those at the congregation does she listen and learn to older counsel Will she listen and learn to you? Right? Because remember, you are to, you are going to lead her if you guys come together. So does she listen and learn to you? These are see you see how these questions differ from the see the first couple questions we asked, they're so temporary. But did you know that these three the the uh, three questions, the temporary ones that we asked, does my best friend like them? Is it always fun? Do we look good together? Guess what? The wrong person can check mark all those three things. So how many relationships in the church have gone south because we've asked ourselves these temporary questions and then we got with them, but then we didn't ask ourselves the big picture questions and then now you got problems. Well, it's because we didn't have intent with this person. We wanted to feel good. Now, let's look at this. Here's, here's number five, the, f- the fifth question. Does this person love God more than me? That's big. Now, this one takes time because you, you can't know this just based off of, you know, one meeting or two meetings. This will take some time to, to understand this question, but you need to keep this in the back of your mind. So look at this. Look at Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. And look at verse number, verse 37. Yes. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Now notice what the text says here. And Jesus said, remember, they asked, Master, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. So you need to ask yourself, you just got to keep, you'll get this answer eventually. You will get this answer. But does this person love God more than me? So, Here's some ways that you can understand that answer. What happens if you leave or what happens if I leave? Are they going to stop serving God the way that they did when they were with you? Guess what answer that gives you? They were doing it for you. They were doing it for you. Will they stop serving God because they wanted to impress you or will they continue to serve God? And will they continue to serve you even when things didn't work out? Now you'll get to answer that question. Did this person really love God more than me or did he love God just to get me? I can't tell y'all how many situations that there's been, there have been where guys have, I'm putting up quotations, guys have loved God and even putting up quotations again, guys have obeyed the gospel just to get with somebody and they get with somebody and then they really don't love God. They, they saw this person as a prize, and I will do whatever it takes to get them. 
I'll get baptized for them. I'll come to worship for them. I'll love their family for them. I'll get close to their family for them so I can get the prize. And people get it. And when they get it, then the marriage goes south every single time. Why? Because we didn't have intent. And when we were with them, we weren't asking the right questions. We were asking temporary questions. But we didn't know that this person really didn't love God with everything that they had. They were putting on a front. So we got to be careful with that. We have to be careful because this is why big picture is so important. Big picture is important because of this decision, this not only affects you, this affects their family. This affects your family. This affects your kids. This affects everybody. So this is why we can't look so temporary. We have to look big picture on things. So we have to be honest. And this is why dating isn't for immature people. This is why kids don't need to be dating. This is why, in some cases, this is why some high school people and even some older, some younger college people shouldn't be dating because they need to be getting some certain things together. So this is why dating is a process for mature people. Marriage is an institution for mature people. So it's, it's different. It's very different. So this is why we have to be careful. And this is why it's so important to work on yourself. No wonder the Bible tells us to study 2 Timothy chapter 2. This is why we have to grow in the grace and knowledge, knowledge of our Lord, of what Peter writes. Because you want to make sure that you're the best for this person. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect. But at least when you get together, there's something to build on. There's something to build on, right? Then number three. So we, we have intent now. So we, we know why we're doing this as single people. Then number two, we're asking ourselves the right questions now. We're, we're forgetting these temporary questions that everybody is, thinks is so important. But now we're asking ourselves the right questions about this person. Then number three, we need to focus on serving and learning while we are together. So now let's say that you've done this. Let's say you do have intent while you're dating. Let's say you did ask yourself and you are asking yourself the right questions as you're dating this person. Then you guys work it out and you guys are together. Beautiful. So what should we be doing? We should be focusing on serving and learning while we're together. See what dating is. It's actually a great process when it's done right. It's actually a great process. But so many times it's 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 fun to focus on fun, right? It's fun to do other things because it, it's a fun process. Dating is a fun process. But we need to focus on doing what we're going to do in marriage if that's what we're looking for. So we need to focus on serving each other, but we also need to focus on serving other people. So here's here's some advice here. As a dating couple. Everything that happens at the church, you need to be there together. Merit seminars, we're there. Extra classes, we're there. Serving the youth, we're there. Visiting members, we're going. Writing cards, we're doing it. Evangelism, we're doing it. See, here's something that, again, this this is how you're going to get your answer. Of Does this person love God more than they love me? This is how you're going to get your answer as well. When we talk about doing all these things that we mentioned, right, the marriage seminars, youth, all that stuff, as a Christian, you shouldn't have to convince them 
to have to go. If they love God, they will be there. They will be there. They're already doing it. Now, I understand. Now, we got to be honest. I understand there's times where people got to work. People got to, that's fine. But I'm saying when people just blatantly choose not to go for certain reasons, that's what I'm talking about. So here's a very, very, very hard concept to understand. It's, it's very difficult. When we look for a mate as single people, too many times we focus on potential and we try to get them to fit our situation. So now let's let's make some clarification here. Can people improve? Of course. Can they grow and change and develop with you? Of course. But remember, it is not your job to change a person to fit you. That's not your job. And that's not their job to change you to fit them. That's not fair. To either party, that's not fair. So again, here's a solution and clarification here. Look for someone that's already doing the work without you. He or she is already coming to class. He or she is already writing cards. He or she is already serving the youth. So then in that state, you're not changing them. In that state, guess what you become to that person? You become a teammate rather than changing them. That's that's a that's very difficult. When you're in the moment, it's hard to see. But you have to it's a hard concept. It's it's tough. And it's sometimes it's hard to explain. But you look for someone that's doing the work without you. Now, clarification, clarification, clarification. Does this mean that the other person has to have it all together for you? No. But here's what here's the important thing. What did Peter tell us to do? But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We must learn to grow with them. But here's the thing. They have to want, how do I phrase it? They have to want to desire to grow for God more. But notice, so let's say you got a situation where you've got a girl. And let's say this girl is evangelizing. This girl is writing cards. This girl is serving youth. This girl is is doing everything that the Lord wants her to do, right? She's not perfect. She's got things to work on, but she's got a great foundation, okay? But let's say she meets a guy, and the guy is a Christian as well, but the guy is still learning. He's not, I don't like to use this phrase, but for sake of understanding, this guy is not on this girl's level, quotations, okay? So let's say let's say that this guy is not on this girl's level. So does the girl just quit on the guy? Because the guy's not on her level? No. But here's the thing. If this girl sees that this guy wants to grow, guess what this girl and possibly her father can do? And the elders at the congregation. They can help this young man grow. But he has to want to. If he doesn't want to, then that's not going to work. Because what's going to happen is that girl that's on a different, again, quotation, not the, not the best phrase, but the girl that's on another level, will always try to change this guy to fit her, and that's not going to work. The guy has to want to grow for God, not for her. If the guy wants to grow for God, he's automatically going to get better for her. See, that's what we miss. So many times we look at, well, I'm not on this guy's level. I'm not on this girl's level. You're looking at it wrong. You need to be looking at, how can I grow for God more? 
then as you grow for him more, guess what you're doing automatically? You're being more compatible with that person because you're growing. What are they doing? They're growing with God. They just decided to do it a little bit earlier. Now you're doing it. Now you're learning to catch up with them. And guess what they're going to do if they're faithful? Are they going to sit here at the top and look now, man, he's, he's taking forever to get to where I'm at. No, they're going to come. They're going to come help you. So do you see why when we talk about, when we talk about dating and growth, like this is a serious thing. And so when we talk about advice, direction and encouragement for single Christians, we have to have some intent on why we're doing what we're doing. If there's no intent, it's a free for all. It's fair game. You got feelings everywhere. You got hopes everywhere. You got, it's just, it's like a web, right? You just don't know. Then number two, you have to ask yourself the right questions. Forget the temporary stuff. You can answer that later, but I'm talking about the spiritual stuff that's going to affect your future. And it's going to affect the future of your kids. You got to start answering those questions. And then number three, focus when you are together, focus on serving each other, but then also focus on serving other people. So you serve other people, but then also you can help each other get better. You know, I don't understand the concept of like two people are going to get together and they think they have to be at the, what's the right phrasing? They think everything's going to be perfect when they get together just because they're together. The process starts before that. So you have to grow and develop with each other before marriage. But so many people wait till they get in and then they realize, man, this dude is not what I thought he was. So, you know, this is why. We have to understand the principles from scripture. We have to understand that we have to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We want this person to do it and be willing to grow with people. It takes time. But obviously, again, just some disclaimer, there are some things that um, you have to understand. Can I live with this? Can I live with, you know, these things? So there, there has to be some wisdom in it, too. But you'll know if you study the scripture. <clears throat> and so it's all about helping each other get better. That's what it is. That's what it is. And and don't be afraid to grow. You know, so many times there are so many situations where, you know, a guy looks at a girl or a girl looks at a guy that's a different quote unquote level than them. And then they quit. And then they go with somebody that's just like them because they answer the temporary questions. Learn to grow with God. That's all that that person that you think is at a different level is doing. So just learn to grow with God. And as you grow with God, guess who sees that? That faithful man, that faithful woman. Man, so-and-so is really, really giving effort. Let me go see if I can help. Man, he's really trying to do this. Let me go see if I can help. Then we're growing together now. But we have to want to do this. Both parties have to want to grow. If it's only one, you're going to try to change them. And it it never works. Both of them have to grow. And remember, the last thing that we talked about is they have to want to grow for God. If they're trying to grow for you, it's the wrong reason. They have to grow because they know God wants them to, not because Jordan wants them to, or you want them to, or anyone else wants them to, because God does. So we have to keep our focus on him. So advice, direction, and encouragement for single Christians. I hope that was able to help um, our requester of who request, who requested this. 
Um, and there's going to be a little bit more on it um, as we talk and 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 uh, and get a, a little bit of a series on this later. So this is kind of the first installment of it, but there will be more as we keep going and moving forward. But I hope that this was able to help and give you some good pointers and some things and principles from scripture um, to use as we're as we're in this uh, in this space of of dating and growing and learning. So I'm very thankful for you guys. Thankful so much that you guys are here. Um, again, you can find the podcast on YouTube. You can find it on Facebook or Instagram. Continue to like and subscribe there. And Lord willing, we will see you all next week. Thanks, guys.